Hello, this is Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast, and I want to welcome you to episode number one. This is the this is what we're going to do. We're going I'm going to talk about what we're about and how we're going to do it, and then we're going to uh, get into the uh, the meat of the meat of the thing in episode number two, but. For your explanation, I am I am Chuck. I am the host, and as they do in AA in California, I will qualify. Uh, my sobriety date is mid-November of 1974, and I stayed sober in AA for six and a half years, you know, and off and on since then. Um, but I got uh, for the faith people, I got. Uh, say born in the Holy Ghost in about uh, year two, two and a half, that would be 76. And um, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. I chased a girl into a charismatic prayer meeting and I got saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost about two years, that would be 1976. And um, I stayed in the AA for six full years from, from 74 to uh, 74 to 80, and um, I stayed uh, stayed sober in a church uh, for the past 40 years. I've been off and on going to AA, and I know AA people, and I know recovery people, but basically I've been in a church for the last 40 years, and I haven't had a drink. Um, been, and I, it's been a hard, hard time sometimes. I've weathered divorce, I've weathered single parenthood, I've weathered a whole bunch of things. I've weathered disappointment, I've weathered a lot of things, you know, and those things are, uh, you know, really uh, sort of a, they've made me who I am, you know, they made me who I am. Um, And I found out that uh, I know AA works because I got sober, and I know faith works because I stayed sober, and what I want to do in my retirement, now I'm 75, what I do in my retirement is this is my hobby, one of my hobbies. I want to uh, do a podcast. Uh, technically, I'm challenged, um, but I am soldiering through on it, and um, I want you to come along with me. I want to talk about faith, and I want to talk about recovery, and I want to talk about how they intersect, and I want to talk about things that you want me to talk about. I want to talk about prayer, and I want to talk about recovery. I want to talk about addiction, and I want to talk about recovering from uh, emotional, psychological stuff, because I'm currently, I'm uh, serving in a teaching position in Celebrate Recovery, and um, and I'm, I'm, I've seemed to have inherited the the, the non-specific mixed issues, and those are generally uh, psychological, emotional issues, you know, anxiety disorder, you know, um, sometimes reasonably heavy uh, psychological issues that require medication. Um, so I have people asking me, what does recovery look like for me? What, what does recovery look like for me? What does recovery look like? You know, how how do I how do I how do I recover? How do I get a sec- life second to none with a diagnosis? 
you know, where I have to live on medication for the rest of my life. How do I deal with that? How do, how do I get a life second to none? Can I have a life second to none? Can I, can I, can I like, you know, be like AA and say, if you stay sober and clean, you know, you're going to have a life second to none, you know, and they're saying, is that true for me? And I want to answer, I want to help. I've had a little experience with them. And, you know, and I've, I've got my own, I think I have depression, anxiety disorder. Um, you know, I, I, and I'm also, I think, a little bit on the spectrum. I'm a little, uh, a little, a few screws are loose. And um, I've found that, that there are some medications that I use for blood pressure that actually help that. And so I can speak to that whole thing. Um, and I want you to come along. I want you to come along with us. You know, if you're strictly a faith person, you know, I want you to come along. I want you to share your, your experience, strength, and hope, and faith. You can share Jesus. I, you know, that's, I'm partially, that's what I'm here for, is to let people talk about Jesus. You know, but in order to qualify to talk about Jesus, you gotta, you got to listen to the AA people talk about their faith as they understand it, which I know is like a red flag to a bull to faith people. No, you don't understand. There's only one way to do it. It's a Jesus thing, and that's it. That's fine. You can say all that. You can believe it and stuff like that, but it doesn't help communicating with people. You can be dogged just like Christian people are dogged, you know, um, you know. I've never, I've been around, I've been around a lot, and I have to tell you that, uh, you know, um, AA people can be the most religious people that you've ever seen. I mean, in a good sense and a bad sense, you know, um, they pound the big book just the way Christian people pound the Bible. Um, So I, I want you to, I want to bring perspective to both sides. You know, um, I'm 47 years sober and I'm 75 years old and I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt and I want you to listen to my experience, strength and hope. But I also want you to listen to my faith. I know it's intolerable to you, but if you want to listen, I'm not going to be nasty about it, but I'm going to share it, you know, but I'm going to have people to explain and I'll explain to the church people why... AA says, you know, God as you understand it, because that's like a red flag to them. They go completely nuts. Uh, so I want you to, I want you to listen to me explain to you why they do what they do, you know. And I want you to listen to AA people talk about addiction and survival from trauma and stuff. And I want AA people to look to church people because they know about trauma and they did deal with trauma. And I want you to learn about trauma. I want you to learn about, you know, what it, what it is. You know, I want to carry, inf- carry information to you that you probably won't get in AA, you know. Uh, maybe you will, but uh, I, want you to, I want you to hear all the things that, um, that, are, that, are, that are there for you to know. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I don't think that... AA secular recovery people know about. I mean, they don't know about boundaries, maybe. They don't know about trauma. They don't know about, uh, I mean, they know about codependency from 
Al-Anon and stuff like that. But I want to want to go over that stuff. I want to talk about that. I want to bring people in to talk about trauma and recovery and codependency and, and all the stuff because I gotta I can't for you recovery people. You know, you got all this stuff and you just don't have names for it, some of you. And you've never heard of boundaries. You never heard of codependency unless you've been to Al-Anon. You don't have names for it. You don't you don't know about bondage. You don't know about bondage breakers. You don't know about all the things and traps you can fall into that have a great deal to do with how your recovery is. You know, you've been fighting things and you don't have names for them. You know, and that's just too bad. That's 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 too bad. You know, so I want you to, I want to, forgive me, it's not arrogant, but uh, I want to educate you about things you don't know. But in the same sense, I want you to educate church people. If they listen, I want you to educate church people because they're ignorant. They're massively ignorant about a lot of things. And, um, you know, they don't want to tell you the truth, but, you know, they're knowing some stuff about denial because stuff happens in churches and they just don't talk about it, you know. And then people don't feel free to talk about it and they're broken by the stuff. In AA, at least you talk about it and you got a chance to get over it. In a church, they don't have a chance to get over it. You know, a lot of times the pastors just put the hammer down on stuff like that, you know. And I want church people to be able to listen and, you know, go in a corner and hide and listen to the podcast and learn some stuff that they don't know, you know. I mean, they listen to people that have the, 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 the uh, statistics about how many people get hurt in church and how do they recover from those hurts if they don't acknowledge them and try to figure a way to recover from them. How do they do that? How do they do that? How are they going to find a way to do that? And that's what I want this this podcast to do is to, you know, uh, educate. Now, I might get I might get hung from a whole bunch of lampposts from both sides. Because a lot of times information is not the friend of, of the church and it's not the friend of recovery either. You know, recover, recovery people don't want to know about Jesus. And church people don't know, want to know about recovery. I got news for you. I'm going to talk about both at the same time. And I'm not going to apologize because it's important information to have. You know, um, for recovery people, you know, uh, denial ain't a river in Egypt. You know, you, you can't pretend that Jesus doesn't exist because he does. And he has a lot to say about where you, what's happening with you, you know. And he's a resource that you're not tapping into, and you're a fool not to, you know. And recovery people, you need to know about Jesus. But Jesus, church people, you got to know what's going on because you're in complete denial about what's happening in the church. You just don't know what's happening in the church, you know. I mean, you do you do know because if I say the word you know somebody that's gone through it you know you know the wife or the husband that's gotten getting getting beat on you know the 
the kids that are getting molested. You know all that stuff. You know, you know the pastors that are doing stuff. You know all that stuff. You know, you're in complete denial, but it's true. You know, and what happens is you have a whole herd of people that need recovery. You know, that just recover from the bitterness and the anger and the, the, all that stuff that happens. You know, you know, the church needs to, needs to take a, a good fourth and fifth step. That's the way it works. You know, if pastors are listening to this, they're probably listening after a while because they've heard about it and, and they want to sink me like a rock. But, you know, you know, I'm a pastor's son. You know what's going on. You know exactly what's going on. You know what's going on in your church. That's why you bring CR into it, because it's safe. It's nice Jesus stuff, and it's safe. You know, you can get away with CR. But you need, <laughs> you need secular recovery to come, come in, at least have a say at the table. Because a lot of times they have more information about what's going on than your church people do. You know, I mean, you need them to come in and help you with, with, uh, with your kids, you know. And how many people in church, you church people, how many people in church are, are living and dying over the fact that they don't want to get the phone call that their kid is dead from an overdose? How many families in the church are hiding the fact that their kid has got an addiction problem. How many people in the church are hiding the fact that, uh, you know, the pregnancy wasn't exactly what they're saying it was? How many, how many people there are just hiding because they just don't want to lose their, they don't want to lose their, their position in the church. They don't want to lose that. I get that completely, absolutely. But pastors, you know you need help. That's why you bring CR in or something like that so it's safe. So people don't carp on you and give you a hard time. But you need to listen to, you need to listen to people that I know. And I'm going to bring them in. I'm going to bring them in and I'm going to let them talk. They might not be great faith people. But they've been sober a boatload of time, and they know. I want to bring in people who have stories, raw, fresh stories about addiction, and I want you to listen to it. You know, what I'm trying to do is get church people listening and recovery people listening. You don't have to talk to each other. You don't have to rub elbows with each other. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is listen to each other talk in the safety of your own home. And then, then maybe what you're going to do is you're going to realize that, you know, you need to, you need to come face to face. You, you need to come face to face. You know, if you're a Pentecostal church, maybe you need to get a, get a AA meeting or an NA meeting in your church. You know, maybe the CR people need to go to an AA meeting and an NA meeting and listen to them instead of trying to, you know, missionize them. You know, there's nothing, I, I trust me, I'm going to have a guy on 
I can talk them into it, you know. And he was complaining about CR people coming in and leaving literature at an AA meeting, you know. You know, and that, that's that's disrespectful, completely disrespectful. You know, it's it's a it's a and and, and the point is the Christian people I don't have a clue that it's disrespectful. You know, they don't care. You know, um, the arrogance of it is is amazing. The ignorance and arrogance. So I want you to come along, pastors. You know, I want you to listen. I want you to listen. You're not going to like me, probably. I'm a pastor's kid. You know, been there, done that, got the T-shirt. I mean, I know. I, I've been there, done that. I've been Pentecost for 40 years. I was a pastor's kid. I was raised in a in a Methodist church and a congregational church. You know, I, I I mean, I've been every place, done everything. And like a friend of mine said before he passed away was, you know, at a certain age, you don't really care what people think. And I think I'm there. I don't really care what you think, but I care what you know. And I want you to know stuff. And I'm going to give you the information. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to, but listen, just listen. And if you think I'm an idiot, just leave a message you know, leave something, you know, there'll be a, there's a website, I have a blog, you can leave messages, we'll figure it all out, you know, or if you know anybody that can help me figure it all out, you know, let me know, but this is Lazarus Recovery Podcast, and this is episode one, basically telling you what I'm going to do before, I'm giving you fair warning, you know, um, my kids know me. I am, I am not the most politically adept, you know, I, I do have a tendency to speak my mind, um, you know, and, and I have a much too much of an appetite for being insulting. Um, I try not to, but it, it's, it breaks through every once in a while. So, you know, I'll be a guy you can hate, but uh, listen listen and both groups recovery and faith have something to gain by listening to the other and that's what I'm going to do I'm going to talk about both sides because I've been there done that got the t-shirt for that so this is episode one hopefully the end and hopefully I can get this you know on the right place and do the right thing so this is episode one of Lazarus Recovery Podcast and this is Chuck and I am the host and um, I am the one that's at fault so you know like they say in AA don't drink go to a meeting this is Chuck have a good day